1: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better
0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hitting the news you might have missed.
3: It's
4: Denton's Daily News. All right, Denton, what do you got?
3: All right, so we're gonna I'm going to uh, take the lob that Ben Sandig threw me in your last segment with. him. we're going to start with some coaching news. Uh, ben pointed out that Ron Rivera has interviewed with the Los Angeles Rams. I would like to thank Ben. I actually hadn't seen that yet. But what I had seen this weekend, Kevin is that ron rivera interviewed with the dallas cowboys they are expecting or potentially preparing for dan quinn to leave whether that be come here as the head coach or go to seattle and in the event where dan quinn does leave they would look at ron rivera as their next defensive coordinator so he could be staying in the division Hmm.
4: Uh, when he got interviewed by philadelphia i honestly thought there's and i said this i don't think there's much of a chance of him getting this job And I think that if he ends up working next year, it would be as, you know, an advisory, a defensive, you know, a defensive consultant, a defensive advisor, maybe an associate head coach D-line or linebacker's coaching job. He's highly respected around the league by people. And I I don't want to say he's just getting these interviews because... He wants to kind of feel good about how the rest of the league is reacting to him after what happened here. Um, I would still predict he does not get a defensive coordinator job, though. I, I, there are good young defensive minds in the league, you know, several of whom, by the way, are up for head coaching jobs. I don't know. I mean, I don't think Sean McVeigh would waste his own time, though, to be fair. I don't know why Dallas would waste their own time. Where's the connection to McCarthy or to McClay or to Jerry with Ron? He's just a big
3: name in the division. I think Dallas is the one spot I could see him landing at because his name carries a little bit of weight. And yeah. Jerry seems to love that. Look,
4: I wish him the best. Like we said a million times, my God, what he you know came into and had to endure while he was here. He just wasn't a good coach, and he wasn't a good general manager here. It was a bad four years. But not because he's a bad guy, but because he just wasn't a good coach or a good uh, you know, roster constructor. All right, what's next?
3: All right, so two other uh, offensive coordinator gigs, uh, Kellen lands in Philadelphia, and then the one that I'm the most excited about, Joe Brady, officially done with the interim tag. He is now the, the full-time offensive coordinator in Buffalo. I think these two are good hires, but I think Brady is a really, really good hire for, for who, Buffalo.
4: Who hired Ken Dorsey? Somebody hired Ken Dorsey this weekend.
3: Uh, yeah, give me just a
4: second. I'll pull that up. Was it Cleveland?
3: I know he has ties to Cleveland. Um, yes, yeah, so it was Cleveland. Yeah, he just it got was Cleveland. DLC. Yeah.
4: Um, good hire by Philly. Philly did well with their two coordinators, Vic Fangio, Kellen Moore. Let's see what happens. I think Kellen Moore is a good offensive coordinator, um, and obviously, there's not a spot for him. Harbaugh is going to bring in his own people with the Chargers and with Herbert. So, um, Philadelphia, I think, in in terms of what we know about coordinators, did pretty well in This offseason are uh, replacing Brian Johnson and Sean Desai. What's next?
3: Um, all right, so let's go to a, a little bit of hoops action this weekend. Uh, Georgetown falls to Providence. That was Ed Cooley's return to Providence. The Providence fans really built that thing up. A lot of signs, really great environment. Georgetown keeps it close, but they ultimately fall short. I was a little upset. I had Providence uh, laying 10 and a half and they won by eight, so I was a little angry about that. But your Terps, however. Uh, they were much better this weekend, maybe one of their best performances uh, of the season. An absolute shellacking of Nebraska, seventy-three to fifty-one. A lot of offense from the Turtles.
4: Yeah, let me just say this: I was paying attention to Georgetown um, and Providence. This was Ed Cooley, who was, you know, had become a bit of a of a mini legend in that market, which just loves Providence basketball. Um, was you know excommunicated when he left and took the Georgetown job, and so this was you know this was going to be a tough return for him. This was not going to be a fully embraced uh, return. And Georgetown was 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 uh, competitive in the game. They were competitive against Xavier recently. Not that bad against UConn. They got absolutely blown out by Butler. I think it was. I think they got blown up by Butler. As far as the Terps go. Easily their best game of the year. It didn't start that way. Um, they're playing Nebraska. Most of you would just roll your eyes. Nebraska's actually had a very good season. Um, they 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 beat um, they beat Michigan State. They beat uh, they beat uh, Purdue um, at home when Purdue was ranked number one. They they annihilated them at home. Uh, they beat a good Northwestern team. They were coming off an absolute dominant performance against Ohio State. And Maryland destroyed them. Uh, They were down 10 early. But here's what Maryland is right now, okay? They are the best defensive team in the Big Ten, one of the best defensive teams in America. They have one guy that's consistently able to score. If other guys step up like they did the other day, including their bench, or Jahari Long came off the bench, Um, knockdown threes. It was by far and away the best game for their freshman, Jamie Kaiser Jr. He was four for five from behind the arc. Just let it fly. They also missed a lot of shots that normally they make. Dante had a bunch of open looks for three from the three that were either short or a little bit long or in and out. And they won by 22. And now Maryland's 5-5, five and five, and they're tied for fifth in the Big Ten. And they've got a massive game Saturday at Michigan State, nationally televised on Fox. They had a chance to beat Michigan State here uh, a week ago Sunday. And you look at their you know um, final ten games, and I, I think it's this simple. They've got to win seven of the ten to get into the tournament. Um, it could be six if they're the right six, meaning – a win over Illinois or Wisconsin. That those are the two highest-ranked teams. They play Illinois at home on the 17th. They play Wisconsin on the road uh, a few nights later on the 20th. Those are the two ranked teams they have left. Everybody else they could potentially be favored against with the exception of Michigan State this weekend. But there's no easy team in the Big Ten. It's not a great league. It's just not – there isn't like two or three – Easy wins, but they've put themselves back into the conversation of being able to make a run here uh, in the month of February um, to get back into the tournament, which is where they were supposed to be before the season started. But they're going to have to win 12 games in the Big Ten, which means seven out of their final 10 um, to get it done, uh, and probably at least one over Illinois at home or Wisconsin. On the road. They've already beaten Illinois on the road, which was a huge road win for them, a quad one win. Um, What else?
3: All right, something that I'm really excited about potentially coming to fruition, and I'm sure you would be as well, with the departure of Doc Rivers from ESPN going to coach the Milwaukee Bucks. ESPN is thinking of potentially adding J.J. Redick to their main NBA booth. Wouldn't mean so much now, but I think once the postseason starts and you get J.J. on some really big games, I think people would really fall in love with him, which in this area is a little bit more difficult just based on where he went to college, but I think people really like him.
4: Would love it. I think Reddick's super smart. Uh, and, you know, the whole Marilyn duke thing, he hated Marilyn so much, and Marilyn really tortured him. But that's long gone. He's an adult. He's super sharp when it comes to hoops. He's interesting. I would love him on the call. By the way, just speaking of the NBA, no, none of you follow it, but how about Friday night? Luka went for 73, and Booker went for 62 on the same night. Now, I watched some of the Luka game. It's some of the worst defense you'll ever see played by the Hawks. It was embarrassing. But still, to get 73 on 25 of 33 from the floor, I mean, that's an amazing offensive night no matter how bad defensively Uh, the other team was. And I've told you uh, before that I placed a wager about a month ago, three weeks ago on the Clippers to win the West. I just think that right now they're the best all-around team in the West. And I think Boston's the best team in the league. The Clippers on the back half of a back-to-back went into Boston on Saturday. And at one point they were up by 36 and they won by 19, I think it was maybe one of the most impressive NBA performances and wins of the year. If they stay healthy, I think they're going to win the championship. Just remember I said that on January 29th. (laughs) And I I told you this back like in mid-December, that if they stay healthy, and that's the big if with them, they never do. But if they do stay healthy, they've got a chance to win the whole thing. And I would also just suggest to you that – the person playing at the highest level in the NBA right now as a combined offensive and defensive player is Kawhi Leonard, and it's not close, and it's an absolute joke that LeBron's a starter in the All-Star game over him. An absolute joke. Um, Alright, anything else? Uh, yeah, quickly.
3: One, uh, And how about Embiid resting against Denver again? I mean, that's Yeah, I mean,
4: I, that game was an ABC National TV game was going to be Jokic and Embiid and yeah, he sits. I mean, yeah, pathetic. whatever.
3: Um, did you see over the weekend the 40-car pileup on the big yeah, bridge? Yeah, on the bridge. Oh, I can't fog think of related, a, worst, right? a worse place to have a 40-car pileup than a bridge.
4: Well, especially if you've got, like, bridge fear, phobia, heights, the whole thing. But it was fog-related, correct?
3: Yeah, because it, it was still some of the, the smoke coming off of the water because of the abnormal temperatures from late what, last
4: Was anybody hurt?
3: Yeah, there were 13 injuries, two major injuries, but nothing life-threatening, last I read.
4: Yeah, that that's – fog is the worst, man. I mean, I, I we've all driven in it where you literally have to get down to about 15 miles per hour when it's that thick, and you just have to be incredibly distanced from whatever's in front of you or at least perceived. That's, I think fog's the most dangerous. By the way, you know, the um, – uh, Friday, and we didn't say this, speaking of fog, was the four-year anniversary of Kobe Bryant's death in the helicopter crash, which was caused by fog and the instrumentation or whatever they were on the virtual, I forget what they call that, VSR or whatever it's called. Buck, if Buck's listening, he'll call me with the whole thing. I just can't believe it's been four years. That was one of the most surreal days when when that news started to hit social media and it was just an incredible one of those moments because I was sitting with my middle son watching Maryland play Indiana, and he grew up and has always been the biggest Kobe Bryant fan. Always was. I took him to the Lakers Wizards games a couple times, walk him down to the floor when he was younger because he loved Kobe. That was one of the most unbelievable days. Four years though, amazing. You know what? It's also four years. We're literally coming up on four years of the beginning of COVID and the pandemic. Four years now. It's been since that. All right. We'll finish up with looking back at the two games from yesterday when we return. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980 and the Team980.com.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.